episode 26, The Regenerative Garden Mindset. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherburn. Hello there, Thrivers. It's Hayley Weatherburn here and welcome to this week's episode. Today I want to discuss with you, well, one-sided discussion. Hopefully I trigger and provoke thoughts in you. Please feel free to come over to thrivingwithnature.com and comment on the show notes. I love hearing from your points of views. So this week I want to talk with you about the regenerative garden mindset. And I think it's really all the regenerative gardener's mindset. Because in my opinion, I feel that there's a a different mindset you have when approaching being a caretaker of your vegetable garden, of nature. And so I've got a couple of points that I want to talk about. The first is nature knows best. Observe. So we all know nature moves forward in a natural succession towards abundance. It's constantly thriving. If you walk away, if we do nothing, nature will continually ride this what I call the force of nature to abundance. It heals its soil by growing certain things to attract certain microbes to balance out the soil. Then it'll, you know, it'll move into succession into a more abundant stage and then so and so forth. Like it knows what it's doing and everything sometimes, you know, us as humans, we've called things weeds. We've got to get rid of that. We don't want that. Look at these pests. They're in the way. We need to get rid of them because our garden's not working. Nature is in my opinion always right and what I'm learning is to just really observe and listen in a sense to what is she telling you not to rush and try and fix things but to see why you know in one of my gardens I've got more weeds on one side of the garden the other I'm like why is that happening what's going on 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 one side that's causing it not to have any weeds And then on the other side to have a plethora of weeds, what's happening? I noticed something that there was more sun on one side, but I also know this soil that I've built through different compost and manures and things like that, potentially there might have been an imbalance in something on one of the sides. So I'm really curious as to what she was doing. She as in nature, I call her she. So I like to think that what she's doing when she when nature is growing these weeds there's something missing in the soil there's microbes that are missing to become more flourishing it's not covered so it's the weeds are grown to quickly cover it there's so many those different aspects and and as I'm discussing with you I feel that there's more sun on one side I didn't get a chance in this particular garden to cover the soil because I didn't have the organic resources that I wanted to put on there and so the side that didn't get as much sun didn't feel that the need to grow the weeds and the other side did so that's my current hypothesis do I know if it's correct or not I don't but as you learn that's why people who have been gardening for years you can learn all the theory but until you're actually in the garden watching what she's doing will you start to understand so that first thing that first mindset is nature knows best just observe and listen and that aligns with don't fight nature Don't try and dominate nature. We are the caretakers. Nature will always go in the way she wants to go. And if we're trying to force her to go another way, we will inevitably lose. And that's what we're finding out there in monocrops and degradive agricultural methods. You know, we're trying to kill off weeds and fungi and things when they're actually a vital part 
to growing healthy fruits and vegetables, we end up killing her because we're fighting nature. We don't want weeds. We only want to grow one thing. Nature does not grow one thing. It's a biodiverse. You show me a patch of natural grown nature where it's only got one plant or one species of insects that hang around there. It is a biodiverse. It is a very simple but complex system. And if we try and simplify it to the monocrop style, she's going to fight that and she's going to try and come back. And so us trying to fight that, we're, we've seen it. We have less than 60 years of topsoil left because of the degraded methods, because we were trying to fight nature and dominate her. She will always win. Another thing is pests. So this is another thing that we were fighting. When you go monocrop, so, so this is my understanding of what happens. When you try and do a monocrop of something, Nature's always trying to go, well, this isn't going to work. We need an abundance. We need more different vegetation to attract the different biodiverse microbes that'll attract the different insects so we can get back to that balance. When you aren't in balance and you're on your way to balance, there will be a counteractive thing that will happen to try and get you back there. The best documentary I've ever heard is called The Biggest Little Farm or Heard or Watched, and I've seen it five times so far, is this. Over the eight years' time... They had different moments of different pests, and I'm doing air quotes for those that are listening, different pests that overruled them at some time. At one stage, it was snails. At one stage, there were tiny little, you know, different insects in the garden. At one stage, there was too many flies. And nature, once you listen to what's happening and you understand what nature's trying to fix or where you've gone out of balance, in the case of the flies, they had way too many, well, they had a lot of cows and cow manure, which attracted a lot of flies. But what they found was if they rotated, after the cows rotated in one area and they brought the chickens in, the chickens would eat all the maggots that were in the manure and it reduced the flies to a manageable level. Same with the snails. The snails were crazy. The ducks actually lost their pond because it was starting to go, it went out of balance because of not as much rain, the snails came and they ate the snails came. The ducks were shown where the snails were and all of a sudden the ducks were back happy in balance because they were eating 80,000 snails a day or something ridiculous. And that's the normal balance. That's ducks needed something to eat and the snails needed to be eaten. <laughs> so when you're seeing a pest in your garden, the regenerative gardener's mindset is not to get rid of the pest. In a sense, in a long-term sense, what you're trying to do is how do I find balance with this pest? What is nature trying to fix? So right at the moment, I have a, one of my garden's beds is rife with grasshoppers, with white flies, and it's completely really damaging. And then there's another pest that I don't recognize. It's these little white larvae things that the ants seem to like and they cause a blackness on my corn. And so if I were to have a different mindset, not the regenerative gardener's mindset, I would maybe want to dominate. I've asked for ideas and yes, I can help by cleaning off these pests. You can, you know, there's natural ways of using neem oil and a bit of organic and natural sort of detergent to clean off the white flies from the tomatoes and they've gone across onto the eggplants now and there's grasshoppers that have eaten, overeaten my red spinach. 
And yeah, I could have gotten some even organic. So even organic doesn't mean regenerative. I could get some organic sprays and spray them off and clean them off. That is a potential method. And if it gets to a certain stage, sure. And if you don't have the ability to balance out, maybe it is the only option you have to help that mini microcosm in that little veggie garden. But what my mindset is right now is, okay, I have so many white flies. I have lots of grasshoppers. I need ladybugs and I need praying mantises. I know those insects are the ones that are predators for those. And so what attracts those insects? So now I'm researching what attracts ladybugs and all the positive predatorial insects and what they'll attract is more birds which will be lovely but in my mind at the moment I believe that will help balance out what's going on. Also another thing and another hypothesis is sometimes insects will pick a plant that isn't healthy and attack it and so I feel potentially that there is an imbalance in my soil somewhere that because I've created it, it wasn't created by nature, I've created sort of the mix, maybe I went a little bit out of balance and now it's caused some issues with some of the, the vegetables that are growing. And so I'm rather than try and counterbalance and measure the things, what I'm going to keep doing is bring in those other plants that can help attract these other insects that will help balance that out and then also add some more compost and then cover the soil. This particular garden, I didn't have the stuff that I wanted to cover with. And then see what happens and sit back and observe and see what nature does. As humans, we, I believe we're caretakers of this planet and we can help accelerate the abundance that nature is when you align yourself. When you know what she's trying to do, you can assist her because it does take, it can take millennia, it can take millions of years for something to come into abundance. That's a, that's a true, that's a gecko sound that you've just heard. <laughs> In Bali, they believe when a gecko clicks like that, whatever you're thinking or saying is the truth. So there you go. We've had it from the, direct from Mother Nature herself <laughs> that, yeah, that we can help support her growth into natural succession. So some questions you can ask yourself to bring yourself back into the regenerative garden mindset is how can I help nature flourish right now? And then what is she trying to do? Why are there so many insects? Why is this not growing? Why are weeds growing? What is nature trying to do? We already know her end goal. She's trying to make that garden flourish and be abundant, try and fix the soil. She's trying to do that. How can I support nature? And always to be open and learning. It doesn't matter how many years you've been. I've heard many and many amazing gardeners who have been doing it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and even they say, I'm still learning. Nature has a simple idea of moving from not flourishing to flourishing. That's the, the natural thing. It's simple, but it moves into complexity because it, it, you know, from one microbe to many, it's naturally moving that way. So there is a lot to learn, but it's simply just being open to understanding that there's many different levels and layers to this and just, okay, what is she trying to do? What's trying to happen in the soil? I'm going to try and balance that with the methods I told you before, the different plants to attract the different insects and see what happens and sit back and observe. I think where we can get in a rush is right now this vegetable garden hasn't produced too much. I've so far got one cucumber. I've eaten some of the red lettuce. I do have a Brazilian spinach that's still doing quite well in there. 
The capsicums are growing, but I'm not sure if they're going to be affected by these insects. So I'd like to move reasonably quickly on the covering and the, the compost. I'm also, that's another thing that I'm doing is building a proper compost tea so that I can start to introduce more beneficial microbes into that soil. So there's a few things I know I can do to help this particular situation. But what I was saying was, if I had this rush and urge to, not a rush and urge, but a rush and urge, <laughs> to get a plethora of abundance of vegetables from that now, then I would try and be forcing it to do what I wanted it to do. Whereas what I'm here to learn is I want to be able to create a, a balanced vegetable garden that will flourish and will have the most divine, organic, deliciously tasting, highly nutritious vegetables. But to do that, I need to, to align with nature. And right now I'm out of balance. So there you go. That's what I like to call the regenerative garden mindset. I'm still learning what that mindset is. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you what other things you feel as a regenerative gardener that you've put into place in your mind to help align with the force of nature so that you we can help regenerate her on all levels even in your vegetable box my I have a vegetable box I do have another garden that is connected to the soil but yeah so it's yeah I'd really love to hear from you make sure you go to thrivingwithnature.com or click the click the link to the show notes and share your thoughts I'd love to hear from you thank you so much for listening and uh, let's do this together let's thrive with nature Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Living Supplement Garden, a garden that reads your individual's body's condition and grows the substances it requires to move towards optimal health and potentially healing your ailments. When we align with nature, we thrive with nature. I'd love to have you join myself and others as we discover the magic of nature together and strive to heal both ourselves and our planet. Go to thrivingwithnature.com.